Welcome back, humans. In today's episode, I would like to discuss why I have placed ads on my podcasts. Why that's a new thing, new feature you're seeing on my podcasts. And Mother Teresa's call for all of us to find our own Calcutta. That's what she used to say frequently to people when they would admire and praise the work she was doing in, in India for the, quote, poorest of the poor. People would say to her, it's a wonderful thing what you're doing and we're so excited. We'd love to come and help you. We'd love to come and be a part of this. And it's reported that she would look at them very sincerely and say, No. You need to go and find your own Calcutta. Because if everyone just comes here, then the poor in other areas are not being treated. So using that as a launching pad, I'm going to tell you about my own experience with that statement. I've read many documents, many books. I've watched interviews, some of the televised speeches that Mother Teresa gave. And every time I hear that phrase where she says, go and find your own Calcutta, it has always struck me to the core or pierced me to the heart, as we sometimes say. And I was always very moved by it, and it, it just always stayed with me. And I realized that she's right, quite simply. You need to go, each of us needs to go and find those people around us that are most in need and help them. Instead of getting some semi-romantic idea in our heads that if we go to the most televised poor place and help out the most televised people, charitable people, then we'll be doing a good thing. No. Jesus never called us to do that. Jesus just simply said, love your neighbor as yourself and assist those who are poor. So in my own discernment of this and why it, it bothered me so much, I looked around and found that one of the major cities in my state, I live in the state of Pennsylvania, in the United States, and one of the major cities, called Philadelphia, has a serious opioid crisis. This is something that's been on the news, this is not something that the vast majority of people are unaware of, but I realized that these people are quite reasonably the poorest of the poor near me. Now, there are some poor people that are a little bit closer, but I wouldn't necessarily say they are the poorest of the poor, as I would say of the people in Philadelphia, especially the drug addicts in Philadelphia. Why do I say they are the poorest of the poor? Quite simply because they're caught in the system. They're caught in a almost political battle of sorts. 
you can do a little bit of research I have done on what they they've called safe injection sites or a safe house. This is something that was attempted to be built in the city of Philadelphia, but because there was not enough community or government or law support to back it, it never came to be. And so people are still dying of overdoses and living in squalor because of their addiction. And this is something that breaks my heart. And I know that it's not that the the government officials or that the um, people in the community don't have strong feelings about this issue. I know that's not the problem. I don't know exactly what the problem is. It would take a very long time to talk to each one of these people and find out exactly what their views are. But what I'm going to say here is primarily my own views. And the way I see it, per the title of this podcast, is that we really, in situations like this, need to not sit back and rely so much on institutions or government systems or any of that stuff to solve the problem. What we need to rely on more is human interference, is what I'll call it. So instead of relying on government interference or charitable institution interference, what we should rely on is human interference. And that basically means each one of us individually doing our part in whatever way we can to solve this problem. And that's not to say that the government shouldn't be involved and that charitable institutions shouldn't be involved. I'm not saying that at all. They're very good things and I believe that they should be involved. But from my perspective, too many people sit back and wait for them to solve the problem. And then when these institutions present a solution that the people don't like, then they're very quick to voice their opinion. So it's kind of a case of them being more reactive instead of proactive. Instead of getting out and really trying to do something to change the situation and to help, they just kind of sit around and wait for the government or any other institution to present a a possible solution and then they judge that solution. And I don't think that's an appropriate way to go about this. I don't think it's effective. And I'm confident that many people out there will agree with me. So in light of that, I have found a few people who live in the Philadelphia area who are taking it upon themselves to do what I just said, whatever it is they can as an individual, to not sit back and just wait for uh, a conglomerate institution, some ambiguous figure over there to solve the problem. Instead, they've just said, you know what, this is what I know I can do, and so I'm going to go out and do it. And one of those in particular is a man who calls himself Mr. Clean and Safe Parks. You can follow him on Instagram, and when you do, you can find a link to his GoFundMe page. 
He asks for donations to help him feed and clothe the homeless and clean up all of the um, paraphernalia, the drug paraphernalia from the parks in the Philadelphia area. I've watched some of his videos of what he's doing and, and listened to him speak about this, and he's very passionate. And he's not ostentatious. He's not conceited. He's very humble about it, and he sees it as just him doing what he can. And in each one of his videos, he tells us to just do your part. Do whatever you can. So that's that falls under what I have termed human interference. So he's somebody that I would, I have donated to, and I would like to donate to more. And I will put the link, or the the title of his Instagram page, in the show description here in the episode description, so that you can find it on your own. I believe he does also have a YouTube channel, so I'll put both of those in the description, so that you can find it on your own. And so that coming back to what I introduced at the beginning of this episode, why there are now ads on my podcast is because I plan on taking the revenue that I receive from these ads being in my podcast and giving it to this charitable fund. It's not an organization. It's one man doing the best he can. I've decided that at least... A small portion, whatever whatever I can get from this revenue, I'm going to give to him. They're not going to pay me a whole lot, but I've decided that I will take what I can and give. And I will see what happens, whether or not I can get enough to make a decent donation. I'll make a, a video and put it on my own YouTube channel, showing everybody how I'm going to do this, how much I'm going to donate. Um exactly so that you can see that I'm doing this and I'm not just giving you lip service here. So anyway, to recap, I've talked about my own Calcutta that's within the state of Pennsylvania that I live in, why it's an issue, and what I believe should be our main focus. Because us as Christians and people of goodwill know that... Jesus did not say to us anywhere in the Gospels, wait for the government to solve the problem. Wait for the church, the charitable organizations, to just solve the problem. He never said that. What he said instead was, you go do it. You. You go do it. You solve this problem. And I will help you. And here's a prime example. This is in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, verse 13. I'm reading from the New American Bible Translation. Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, verse 13 says, This is right after, sorry, this is right after Jesus hears that his cousin John the Baptist had been beheaded. So, verse 13, When Jesus heard of it, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. The crowds heard of this and followed him on foot from their towns. When he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, and he cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples approached him and said, This is a deserted place, and it is already late. 
Dismiss the crowds so that they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, There is no need for them to go away. Give them some food yourselves. But they said to him, Five loaves and two fish are all we have here. Then he said, Bring them here to me. And he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing, broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied. And they picked up the fragments left over, twelve wicker baskets full. Those who ate were about five thousand men, not counting women and children. Jesus didn't tell them, oh, wait for Greenpeace to show up. Wait for the Peace Corps to come and give them some food. No, he turned to them and he said, you, you, give them something to eat. And their reply was, well, we don't, we don't really have that much. That's, what we do have is not enough for all these people. And so he said, that's fine. Give it to me. And he multiplied it. He made it enough. When they handed it over to him, he made it enough to feed all of those people. What we can draw from that event in the Gospel of Matthew is that Jesus consistently says to us, I want you to solve the problem. And when you recognize that you don't have the resources or the knowledge or the strength or the courage or whatever it be to solve this problem, I want you to take what you do have, give it to me, and I will make it work. Powerful words that have always pierced me to the heart. So again, I believe that we should not sit back and wait for institutions to solve our problems. We need more human interference. We need to take up this cause individually to do whatever it is that we can. Because most of these people, all they really need is just to know that they are seen and loved. They don't need more taxpayer funding to throw money and healthcare resources and all that stuff at them. Those are not bad things. I would never say those are bad things. But what they often feel like is just some faceless person just giving me a handout. I'm just a number. I'm just a statistic. What these people need more than that is human interference, human interaction. They need other people to see them and love them. It's the whole point of this podcast. I am passionately human. I believe in the dignity of the human person. And that dignity demands to not just be a number. Each individual person must be seen, known, and loved. And quite frankly, a large conglomerate government institution is not going to do that, is not going to provide them with that. And we can see that this 
is often the reason people become drug addicts in the first place is because they have that deep spiritual and emotional need to be loved beyond limits and they don't receive that so they seek that fulfillment in any way that they can and oftentimes it becomes a drug it becomes things like cocaine and heroin and fentanyl and you name it that's the root of addiction I'm very confident that is the root of addiction these people are not receiving the love and the recognition for their humanity that they need so desperately the government is not capable of doing that but we as other humans are we are capable of giving them that that's what I want us to do and since I can't actually be physically there to do it I have found somebody who is doing that and I want to support him in any way that I can I would love to be physically there with these people but right now it's not possible for me so I found a way around that and I found somebody that that I can see shares the same viewpoint as I do that it's up to us as individuals to do our part to get these people the help they need so to close on that that's why there's ads now on my podcast I'm not trying to make a fortune by doing this quite frankly not possible but if you would like to help me out in this all you have to do is just let the ad play I've made it easy I've put it at the beginning of the episode so that it's not interrupting anything so all you have to do is just click play let the ad run it's quite simple and if you would like to donate to this charitable fund yourself you can also do that as well like I said I'll put his name his Instagram name in there and you can go find him I I think I can actually I can put a link to his GoFundMe page I'll put that in there as well if you'd like to just donate or if on your own you want to just find another one that's important to you wherever you are and donate to that that's fine with me I encourage it you don't have to do what I'm doing here but if you would like to help me in that endeavor I would greatly appreciate it I would like to close now with just a moment of silence for all those who have already died because of an overdose or just the general burden of their addiction Thank you for listening. May you have a very blessed day.